0: Welcome to the Behavior Speak Podcast. Now, here's your host, Ben Ryman.
1: To celebrate our 100th episode, today's interview features Brooke Myers, a board-certified behavior analyst and one of my colleagues at CBI Consultants. In addition to producing this podcast, CBI Consultants has just released our new self-determination curriculum, and Brooke is one of the authors. Dr. Michael Wehmeyer at the University of Kansas has studied self-determination extensively and defines it as acting as the primary causal agent in one's life and making choices and decisions regarding one's quality of life free from undue external influence or interference. The curriculum is an ideal tool for teachers to help students develop these essential competencies for self-determined behavior. The course consists of five modules that provide instructional content specifically designed to enhance students' understanding and mastery of the skills and concepts needed to be self-determined and advocate for themselves. Through this course, teachers can empower their students to take control of their lives and make informed decisions. The course's comprehensive instructional content covers all of the necessary aspects of self-determination, making it a valuable resource for educators seeking to foster self-determination skills in their students. Uh, Maybe, Brooke, maybe just tell us bit of your origin story? how would you get into the field and how'd you eventually start working on on something like this?
0: Yeah, so um, I grew up um just down the road from my cousin who is autistic. She's hmm. um, a bit younger than me, so I have always been very interested in autism. Uh, and then so that was um back in the like '90s in rural Ontario, um, not much going on in terms of ABA. But I was a respite worker um, while I was in high school um, with individuals with developmental disabilities.
2: Mm.
0: And then when I moved to Vancouver, I um, was I got into ABA. I was a behavior interventionist uh, doing like early intervention with kids with autism, and I was just floored by like the power behind um the science of aba and how much of an impact it could have on Mm. like the quality of life of the kids on the families um just like it was it was mind-blowing to me and so um i spent some time doing uh a lot of work with younger kids and then got into more school-age kids uh, working with school-age kids and then I um, came I was I got introduced to this um, opportunity while I was doing my master's mm. um, in special education with a concentration in autism and developmental disabilities under Pat Miranda mm-hmm. um, where I a, a group of parents um, who were like these amazing advocates for their um, children, and they had this vision of uh, promoting autism awareness and acceptance and inclusion within um, our community, because I think each of them and their uh, child um, who had autism had occasion, had on occasion experience quite the opposite of this. Hmm. So um, there was so the idea was um, that they wanted to hold these large scale community events um, where they would screen a film called The Boy Inside um, Hmm. by um, it's an award making. It's an award winning film uh, by Marianne Kaplan about her son um, and his struggles as an autistic uh, individual growing Hmm. up. and they wanted to have a panel discussion after the screening of this film as a way of promoting awareness um, and acceptance. And so my my role was um, to work with these panelists um, on teaching them how to advocate for themselves and advocate on behalf of others with uh, autism. and um, and yeah, that's kind of where it all started. my, um, interest and passion for teaching self-determination and teaching self-advocacy uh, to individuals, because um, I think it can really uh, be incredibly powerful when you you learn to have your own voice and learn to have your voice heard. And um, yeah. It's it's important to me that people can live the lives that they want to live and um, live do what they want to do and not what's been dictated for them or what mm. other people want of them.
1: Which so, is yeah. a com- which is a common theme. Um, you know, you, you talked about in your in your story there about the the power the power of ABA um, that you saw. You know, and I hear a lot of guests tell me this when they, when they come on. And and it seems to be an early intervention story quite often um, um, about sort of seeing those kind of quick changes kind of happen. And um, I've never, I never had that because I never really worked in early intervention. Um, and so I, I started in adults um, uh, who had not had uh, any more, certainly didn't have early intervention. Uh, many of them were in institutions. So it was sort of not only not early intervention, but sort of, you know, Often neglect and abuse and the other sorts of things, um, and now they're all living in these group homes with uh, with uh, you know no sort of ability to advocate for themselves or speak up for themselves or have what they want. Um, I did a I did a one of these old Shallock Quality of Life surveys in this group home that I was working at once. And, uh, the, the scores were so low, like, I think everybody in the group home, although they, you know, looked at because they're smiling lots and that sort of thing, and, you know, kind of interactive, um, they all had like the lowest possible scores, um, uh, because they really just had no rights and they had no ability to advocate for any of their rights. And no one, and and the, and some of the families were you know gone right, passed away right, so nobody to advocate for them, and oh, it was it was so sad, you know. And I, I tried to do it, but you know, I didn't sort of have the. It's not as powerful when it's not coming from them, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so. I had um like a similar experience when I was working um, doing behavior consultation with adults and in group homes and looking into how much uh choice an individual has in their day-to-day and um like how much autonomy do they have over their own life and it was it's surprising like uh people who like with all good intentions they will say you know like this is their favorite thing to eat or this is their favorite thing to do in the in the community and so we just give them their favorite things and Mm what if what if those aren't their favorite things and you didn't give them the opportunity to to make that choice or mm-hmm. um, to teach them how to make choices for themselves?
1: For sure. And I see, you know, there's there's some really, you know, amazing group homes and staff and people out there. And this is not sort of, a, none of this is really a hit on them. I think it's just, they don't understand, you know, Kind of all these pieces, and so some of them will do. Seem like they're doing like a really great job. You know, these aren't folks that are having challenges, and they seem happy and that sort of thing. But then, you look at things like, like you know, relationships and and sexuality and those sorts of things, and they're like, no, 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 no. These folks can't do that stuff. You know, so they're still they're still set limits on on sort of things because you know, no one they're they're not asking for anything different. So. Before we kind of dive into the the curriculum, I, I wouldn't maybe you can start by just giving us a little bit of an idea what the of what what self determination even really means.
0: Yeah, um, so self determination um, really at its core is your ability to be in charge of your own life and do what you want. So make your own choices, set your own goals, um, and be able to achieve those goals. On your own, as opposed to having others influence um mm. this or decide this for you. So um, there are many elements um within self-determination. Self-advocacy is one of those elements. Mm. so um i I see it as like self-determination is the the big umbrella. Mm-hmm. And under self-determination, you have things like, choice making, decision Mm -hmm. making, um, being able to problem solve, being able to set goals, being able to um, set out to attain those goals, Mm. uh, being able to monitor your progress, evaluate how you're doing, change your plan if needed, um, knowing what your strengths are, knowing what your interests are, uh, knowing what your needs are so that you can effectively advocate uh, for Mm. those needs. Hmm. Um so yeah, it's um a lot of different things uh that you can teach and with the overall uh goal of them being able to take charge of their own life. And hmm. I think ultimately that there's a a ton of benefits. I don't know if you want me to get into all of the benefits now. Um uh, we anyway,
1: that... will, will in a second, <laughs> here, for time. sure. For sure, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I wanted to ask um I definitely want to hear about the benefits because that's definitely the the purpose of all this. I and 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 I'm kind of jumping ahead here because I I do want to hear sort of about how you developed this curriculum and kind of where it all came from. But I do know that it it was uh, so I think at the time it was maybe like there was there weren't many of these for the age group you're working with. Is that right?
0: yeah so when I was doing my master's thesis, um well, it was partially there i I reviewed existing curricula and there many of them targeted individuals who are just leaving high school. Mm. so my group of participants uh were eleven years old to sixteen years old, mm. so mm. younger than what curriculum um typically targeted mm. and um But throughout the research that I had done, there was all of this information um, and all of these like opinions stating that if we really want these individuals to go on and lead like these self-sufficient lives, then um, embedding this into our education system and um, teaching them to be self-determined from like the moment they enter school um, should really be a focus. So... Um, I had to, and also part of my curriculum was, there was a big public speaking component to like our end goal, Mm. um, where they were going to be panelists, um, there were going to be like, speaking in front of, I think one of our events uh, had 400 um, attendees. Oh my gosh! So yeah, so like that's a whole scale. thesis it in itself, right
1: there. Yeah,
0: it it wasn't <laughs> like thirty people coming to hear them talk and ask them yeah. questions. It was like a lot of people. Um, so the they needed to be comfortable, mm. um, in fielding any kind of question that was going to come at them, and um, a lot of it had to do with their um experiences um being autistic and mm. um their like the challenges that they had, the strengths that they had, oh. um and advice that like they were being asked to give advice to parents and give advice mm. to teachers like throughout these questions. So um yeah, I they had to feel confident um self-management was um another big aspect to it Mm -hmm. um so being able able to regulate their emotions if something were to come up Mm -hmm. um, that triggered uh uh like a past event that was really traumatizing for them or upsetting for them they needed to be able to um stay like somewhat composed um or to say you know what i'm not comfortable answering that question um So, yeah, it was it was more so than just like sitting here, I'm going to I'm going to teach you how to set goals, how to achieve them. I'm going to teach you how to be assertive communicators. It was um, like all of that stuff. Like, what is what is your goal um, when it comes to you guys speaking on this panel? What do Mm -hmm. you what what do you hope to achieve at the end of these? um six community events where Mm -hmm. we're going to reach like over a thousand people um what is what is your goal what do you hope to achieve and how can I help you to achieve that um and uh and walking them through the process and then at at the end of it um there was also at the end of every uh big community event the um the participants or like the panelists um like my thesis participants they got to uh, mingle and uh talk with the the oh, crowd, wow. which um <laughs> was you know like a new a new experience talking yeah. to all of these strangers um but uh yeah there was I just want to share like really quickly I think that was um one of the coolest uh parts about all of it at the end was these people coming up to um, these kids that I had worked with and trained, and they were just so um, inspired by them. And mm-hmm. it was like, they were all of a sudden, these little celebrities that mm. um, like really changed the, the thoughts and um, the perceptions of other of the people that they were speaking to. And, um they contacted so much positive reinforcement that um, i think it really impacted their self-esteem also like wow like i have 200 people telling me like what an amazing job i did and how proud of them i how proud of Mm. me they are and it was it was just really phenomenal so Mm. um that was kind of how um yeah when i was putting together my curriculum i had to really Come up with something that um, was going to set them up for success in these um, in these panel discussions and in these like mingling events, like all things that were conversations that were going to be happening and that were completely out of my control. Um, so I wanted to make sure that they were um, they had the skills, they're confident, and um, and yeah, they were. Helping to achieve the goal that they had set out to achieve, which wow. was like promoting acceptance, um, promoting inclusion, and uh, promoting overall awareness.
1: That's awesome. So, yeah. was was the mingle planned? <laughs>
0: um, it, I don't remember if it was. I think that we knew that it was going to be a part of it. Uh, right. Of
1: after, well, like, event. was was the mingle? I guess better, better question was the mingle like included in the training
0: yeah so we did a practice panel discussion where Mm. it was um, mainly like my friends that came and um asked them questions and then they had an opportunity to practice mingling and and i and i did work on um some skills like during mingling so Mm. some social skills some conversation skills um yeah
1: well, that was going to be my next question is what, like, what did the training look like? Like, how do you teach, how do you teach this stuff?
0: <laughs> yeah. So we, it was, we, surprisingly it was only uh six two hour sessions. Wow. Um, so the in, within those two hour sessions, we did a lot of, I used a, a lot of behavioral skills training.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so talking about like why a concept was important Mm. um kind of outlining it visually like these are um the to-dos, these are the not-to-dos, or like examples and non-examples, mm. um, a lot of role playing, um, and a lot of feedback. So mm-hmm. um there was parts of uh the intervention where I would videotape, they would watch themselves back, they would provide and we would provide like collaborative feedback on mm. um different skills that we were working on. Um, and I think one so it was only six training sessions but i think Mm. um the part after was the practice the in real life practice of the self-advocacy um after each of well before and after each of the panel discussions um there would be like um reminders um they Mm. all had um like self-advocacy cue cards mm. that kind of outlined like their name, their strengths, their interests, their needs, um, like similar to um, what you would use in school if you were, um, you know, going up to someone and wanting to advocate for an accommodation. Mm. You would let them know a little bit about yourself, what your needs are. Um, so they all had a cue card. Mm. Um, we would practice going through it we would practice some questions um and then we would debrief afterwards so like Mm. what went well what didn't go well what did you like what did you not like Mm. um and there was one um booster session in in between because Mm. there was um in between two of the community events I think there was two months that had passed so Mm. I just wanted to do like a quick little refresher um so yeah that was
1: were these kids doing like a lot of really good generalizing, or were you training kind of all these settings? Like, how like how do they become good minglers from being good sort of advocates in the panel?
0: Yeah, so I think one of the things that I was trying to embed was uh, training for generalization. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, luckily, a lot of all of the participants that I worked with were uh, very rule bound. So, mm-hmm. um, stating like what the rules were. Um, and, um, and then like in this, so like with the mingling, for example, Hmm. um, like establishing what are the social rules, um, when you're mingling, like, you're not going to get into like personal, super personal, uh, topics. What is a personal Hmm. topic versus, or like a a private topic versus a public topic, um, trying to stay more on in. More online with um, with public, but if they're asking, if somebody is asking for um, a personal story or like a personal something about their personal life, they mm-hmm. have the choice of answering it or not answering it. Mm-hmm. If it's getting to be too personal, so like um, if a, a common question that would come up for um, these kids was, if you had a pill. Um, that you could take that would cure your autism. Would you take it? So, mm. um like that's I think all of that question was actually asked at one of the community events, like during the panel. Wow. And they all said, no. Like mm. autism is a part of me. I'm proud of my autism. Um, so mm. but, yeah, like working within um, within, like these are the rules for this this is a social rule um these are the examples these are the non examples let's practice it and then um i did i did a lot of uh video feedback and Mm. uh so that they could see what they were like in those situations a ton of role play um and then feedback in real life situations as well so uh, during the mingling, um, I was uh, like also buzzing around, kind of catching conversations that they were having as well so that I could give that feedback after the fact. Mm. Um, like that cool. was so amazing when you're answering this um, or like, I noticed you're talking about this maybe next time um, that mm-hmm. somebody asks you something along those lines, like here are some other ways that we could think about mm. um, responding to a difficult question like that.
1: Are you a solopreneur running your business alone and need help getting more exposure to your target audience while growing your brand? At Beale Marketing Group, we specialize in delivering comprehensive marketing solutions tailored to your unique needs. Our team of seasoned experts excels in crafting creative strategies that captivate your target audience, build brand authority, generate high quality leads, and streamline your business processes. Whether you're seeking a brand makeover, effective lead generation, or a plug-and-play solution that takes care of everything for you, we have you covered. Services can include strategy sessions, video editing, social media management, brand board development, and even a virtual assistant. When you choose Beale Marketing Group, you're partnering with a team of passionate professionals who treat your business as our own. We go above and beyond to understand your goals, target audience, and unique challenges to craft tailor-made strategies that produce remarkable results. Schedule your free discovery call today at bmgfreeconsult.com. That's bmgfreeconsult.com. And did they they actually need maybe some some training on receiving feedback? I know some some teens in general don't do well with feedback, but
0: uh... (laughs) these guys were really amazing with feedback. Um, Mm, Nice. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't have any challenges. They
1: were—they're well, they're keen to be independent, I guess. They were. Um, what? What about? So, the, I mean, obviously, this was a this was a panel with, with the public, right? So, people, these questions weren't like scripted, right? No. These, these were all yeah. like on the fly, and so how do folks do with whether were they were they like tough questions that that folks were struggling with, or did they, or like how did that all go?
0: They they were all different questions and it it really couldn't be predicted so um one of the things that was consistent was the the screening of the boy inside before so um i like based on watching that film um you can kind of think about like if you're a parent attending or if mm-hmm. you're an educator attending what are some of the questions that might oh, be answer. asked so then i would i came up with our practice questions that mm. um kind of i was hoping to like get like a scope of questions that would kind of cover like a lot of the possibilities. So Mm. like, what could your teachers have done differently? Or Mm. like, what is something that you appreciated that your teachers did for you? Um, What's been the hardest thing in terms of making and keeping friends? Uh, Have you experienced bullying? Mm. So like there, there's themes from the film that um, I was thinking would likely come up and it did in a lot of the panels asked like in a different way um but yeah the they they did amazing and I was definitely way more nervous at these events than they were (laughs) than
1: they were that's awesome yeah right on um so what 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 did you kind of find I mean obviously there were positives here but so what kind of what what you kind of find from the from the the thesis research, like what was all your results, sort of thing? Yeah,
0: so uh, what I what I wanted to see was was this novel self determination self advocacy um, package or mm-hmm. like curriculum that I yeah. put together effective at uh, teaching self determination skills, um, at improving their um, self esteem, at um, because it was uh, a group-based curriculum and like social skills and friendship development is something that um, I'm really passionate about as well. Mm. Like simply just having these kids together in a group, um, they happen to all be autistic, Um, would would friendships develop as a result? Um, And then I looked at participant and parent satisfaction Mm. as well. So, um, like, overall, uh, for all of the six participants, their self-determination scores uh, increased in, um, I think there was one participant whose scores um, either stayed the same or, like, decreased slightly. And he had a lot of things, other things going on in his Mm. life that could be, like, attributed to that. But um, overall, like, everyone's self-determination uh, skills increased uh, over the course of the um it was probably about a year like mm. with doing the um the six lessons and then the six events the mm. events there was about one event per month um and then uh i did the the piers harris children's concepts self-concept scale mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to test self-concept and self-esteem uh, with some of the kids it increased with some of the kids it stayed the same um with the the one kid who had a lot of challenges that year um it, his decreased um but i think like anecdotally the changes in their self-esteem was extremely apparent um Mm. this was like noted in um the parent satisfaction surveys in the participant satisfaction surveys as well Um, they just felt so much more confident Mm. um they one of the uh, kids i remember he um prior to this he would never participate in group discussions in Mm. school um like very anxious about any kind of speaking out loud in front of his Mm. class and after this like totally different individual like participating um would get up and speak in front of the class um Mm. like on group projects uh, or on his own so um like A real real noticeable difference like for me in terms of their self-esteem they all ended up making at least one friend uh, through the process like Mm. we didn't leave with you know six kids coming in and six kids being best friends at the end but they all made at least one friend which Mm. was nice um and like they really enjoyed it um actually after my after this project ended um they went on for a little bit engaging in um more community um panels oh
2: really so nice. yeah
0: um one of them started their own youtube channel mm. um yeah they they really saw value in like being able to speak up for themselves and speak mm-hmm. on behalf of other autistic individuals and um And parents loved it Um, and the audience, uh, like one comment I was, um, so one of the audience satisfaction surveys was, uh, stated that um, they had learned more here than any other, um, any other like course about autism that they had taken. So I thought that was very impactful.
2: Absolutely. Um, Yeah.
1: You know, it seems. I don't know. It's I don't know if it was in, intentional, but it seems like a, a pretty awesome side benefit to develop to, for these for these kids to turn into public speakers. Uh, yeah, like it seems like 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 can you uh, like like I I'm not a I'm I'm still not a very confident public speaker, and you know, and, and I've been nervous about this for like forty years. Uh, uh, any idea how these how these kids became such good confident public speakers i mean this 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 could be a, <laughs> its own a training in if it's of its own yeah.
0: yeah well i think an important part of it was um setting that goal from mm. the outset so they like when they they joined the project they were aware of what the project was going to entail like it mm. was gonna be like them participating on a panel And after the screening of um, the film, the boy inside and answering questions. So they all knew that that's what they were signing up for. And I got really specific with them about like, well, what is your specific goal Mm -hmm. um, that you hope to achieve at the end of this? Um, Like what, what do you want? What's important to you? Um, And it, it was it was a long time ago and i don't have it written down what no. their specific goals were so i can't remember exactly but i know all of them had a different goal mm-hmm. and um it was written down and it was something that they were working to achieve and i remember at the end of every panel discussion we would come back to that and we would say like so how do you think you're doing with like achieving mm-hmm. this goal so i think that um that was definitely Mm. An, imp- an important piece to it um yeah, like yeah. there was real like real life value um behind it
1: like how much actual role play did they do in public speaking because i mean i, I, th- I would assume that would be probably where you know they probably got the most confidence was actually being in front of your friends yeah and that sort of thing
0: so every session so for these six sessions um there was at least one activity where they would have to speak in front of the group. Right. And on the sixth session, it was more of a practice panel. Mm, um, right. So they were speaking in front of a group of my friends.
1: Right. And I guess then yeah. by the sixth panel, they were you know, like, I, would, would you, would, would they like, I'm, you may not have measured this specifically, but did you sort of, did you look at kind of what their, like how they were from panel to panel? You know what I mean? Because it would each panel would have been a practice in a sense, right? So. It,
0: it definitely was. Um, but I remember after the first panel, they were amazing. Right. I I was floored. I was nice. like, "You guys, you guys were phenomenal." I I can't believe it. And right. well, I could believe it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I was so proud of them. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So. Cool. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you've been doing a really good job of trying to remember 14 years ago. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, so I think folks, if notice any ums and ahs, 14 years ago is a long time, and for anybody, so um, I don't, I struggle to remember 14 hours ago sometimes. So um, let's 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 say move move ahead. So you definitely, uh, you know, you graduated, thesis defense complete, successful. Got your yeah. degree um went on and got board certified um where did you take sort of s d from there so you've done your thesis now where, 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 what was kind of, what were kind of the next steps in your career and where what how did s d sort of follow along
0: yeah um so <laughs> i i started working. At CBI uh, right. where you work <laughs> and uh, working with um, like old like more adult uh, populations yeah. and um, part of my job was to be as a behavior consultant and part of my job was an employment specialist mm. um, and
1: Ooh, that's an interesting mix
0: it was um, and so part of that um, like kind I think what came from my work as an employment specialist was that, well, and also my work in in terms of like being a behavior consultant and trying to decrease severe challenging behaviors in mm-hmm. um, group homes um, mm-hmm. was like typically where I was going into. Mm. Um, there, I was always looking at um, like overall quality of life, overall, um like how how much choice and autonomy does this individual have?
2: Yes.
0: um when it came to the employment, the um clients that I was supporting with employment, um I really uh, me and um and Paul, Millett, um mm-hmm. we saw like there was a huge link between um the like, potentially teaching self-determination and self-advocacy mm-hmm. and uh, like a benefit to teaching those skills and being more successful in terms of employment and, po- and in like those post-secondary, like real life, life after high school situations. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that um, the research talks about as well is that um, if you have self-determination skills and are able to self-advocate then you there there's so many benefits mm. in terms of like you're less at risk for um, like being abused mm. you're um you have better outcomes um in terms of your like being able to get and um, sustain gainful employment employment um mm-hmm. better um outcomes in terms of independent living, um, better outcomes in terms of um, going to post-secondary school if that's something that's important. So um, there's all these like amazing benefits associated and there was such a, a link that uh, one of the things that we started with was um, looking into teaching self-determination and self-advocacy to the employment um the the people in our employment program mm-hmm. um to support um, them uh, to be more successful in and having these skills um when it comes to like going out there and like working mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. or getting their first job and like working their first or maybe not their first job, but getting a job and yep. keeping a job and yep. being happy at their job
1: right, right. yeah really cool,
0: yeah. um. And like, so that was kind of a, a side, uh, or like one thing that came from that. Um, and so CBI, uh, like I, I worked with them to um, develop these, like kind of a, a framework of instruction around, right. um, if you're teaching self-determination and self-advocacy skills with uh, the end goal is customized employment, um or like gainful employment then um what are some of the core components that can be taught Mm. um and in addition to this uh we there was um a a tie to the schools and Mm. to getting in at like the grade eight level which in bc um students who are in high school high school starts in grade eight um it was really to like let's focus on self-determination self-advocacy instruction uh at that like high school entry point Mm. so because like as we know like once you get into um adult services your supports really dwindle yes um when you're in school and you're like supported full-time you have um special education assistants in your classroom or teachers yes. in your classroom um there you have ample like sometimes more support at that point in life than you're ever going to have yep. again
2: Totally. Um,
0: so we really saw this opportunity to um get really intentional with um self-advocacy and self-determination and instruction hmm. and um and be very specific about like, these are these are the learning outcomes that we want our students um, to achieve. And um, so for example, like setting their own goals within their IEP, um, learning to monitor their own progress, like towards that goal, um, setting their, like attending their IEP meeting, advocating mm. at their IEP meeting, um, going to teachers and being able to advocate for accommodations. Um, Because once they get into, let's say post-secondary, they're the ones that have to go to like accessibility services and meet with an accessibility advisor and um, say like, hey, this is my disability. These are my needs. Here's my IEP from high school. Um, I need these accommodations in college or I need these accommodations in my class in university. And then once they, like, had that meeting and get the letter, then they have to go to each of their professors and um, share what accommodations they need and advocate on their behalf. So if you, like, the high school is the perfect environment to really practice um, going class to class and advocating uh, for these are the accommodations that I need. Um, In addition to that, like, when you're going out and getting a job, um, and like everyone who has a disability has a right to accommodation, yes. um, to, but you have to like, just dis- disclose what are your needs and mm-hmm. like, what, what at part of your disability, um, is going to impact the, like the, um, job tasks that you are mm-hmm, doing and how mm-hmm, do you need to mm-hmm. be accommodated? Like, what do you need to be able to do this job successfully? um so like again being able to practice in a high school setting like going around and saying like this is what i need to be successful yeah um like listen to me this is my right um and like assertively like learning how to assertively state that um and um getting that confidence so that they don't have to be passive or um if something doesn't go their way they don't have to uh, get into the more aggressive uh communication style which
2: Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm.
0: you know sometimes you get like that like we all get like that when we're not getting what we want or what we need um we can we can have a tendency to you know amp up our our
2: tone
1: (laughs) absolutely yeah you know i mean trying to Try to advocate for, like, I I can just imagine, like, in in college with those sort of college admissions, sort of disability sort of counselor folks and and all the work you got to do, quite often you have to tell them, they have have to say they're autistic, you know, they have to disclose the disability, which is a whole, I think, issue in and of itself that they have to sort of now sort of, you know, well, that the, they're forced to disclose is, is, is you know, I think is 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 frustrating. It's frustrating that the, the I mean, I think these I think it's I totally hear you. I think mean, these the, the skills are so needed, but at the same time, they're needed because the systems aren't, you know, the the college isn't doing anything to make the make this stuff easier. They got someone in a room. No. You've got, you've got to go find them, and you've got to go figure it yeah. out. Um, and and you know, I think that that's a that that that's a real barrier, unfortunately yeah definitely um i do know um as a a recent episode plug we had dr Uh, Nora syed on and she was talking about um uh this cool thing she's doing at uh what's it state university in new york in uh empire i think it is empire college and uh they have what's called an autistic supportive college it's sort of a designation and essentially what it is 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 um everyone every, you don't you don't have to disclose your disabilities when you go there you just everyone has a right to the to the to accommodations without having a diagnosis um and uh and so you basically just say listen i you know i struggle with uh, you know these these blinds cuz they give me seizures or you know or you know i need i i need to wear this these noise canceling headphones because i have ear pain you don't have to say why Um, uh, which I thought was kind of cool
2: yeah definitely that's
0: like always in in the back of my mind um like I know that it is it's stated certain ways in our laws um but it it does make sense that anyone who has a need like we all have needs um Mm -hmm. and we can all use accommodations or support um, so it just makes more sense to me that, uh, you know, you just state what your need is and how you need to be accommodated to make up for that need or like that limitation. It, yeah. Well, makes as you, sense that way. And,
1: and as you <laughs> said, you know, there's no, there's hardly any services for adults. And so when these kids are under 19, there there can always be someone there to speak for them. Not that they yeah. should, not that there should be, but there always is. But as soon as they turn 19 and they go into the adult system, now there's nobody to speak for them. And if they haven't learned how before that, then yeah. there's always going to be somebody else speaking for them. And that's how we get all of our, you know, most of our problems, I think, with our adult system.
2: Yeah.
1: It's because someone else is someone else is saying, this is what they need. This is what's better. And it's usually someone that's not that has no idea what they're experiencing.
2: Yeah. So, the uh,
1: working in employment and as a behavior consultant, that must have been, you know, kind of, kind of cool. I mean, to have, you know, to have sort of skills to sort of get someone a job, but also, you know, be, being able to sort of have that sort of perspective that you know, these folks can get jobs. And hold jobs and keep jobs as you're working with a behavior consultant yeah. that might become an adult one day.
0: Yeah. My my shortening for that position was I was not the best at um at getting getting the jobs or like
1: there is a lack of diversity when it comes to educational material depicting black children in the field of applied behavior analysis. Human Expressions gives black and brown children realistic and detailed images of kids who look like them, modeling everyday skills that may be difficult for them to communicate or express. At Human Expressions, the benefits of representation for black and brown kids in educational curricula are clear. Increased self-esteem, reducing stereotypes, and increased validation and support. To learn more, go to www.humanexpressions.org. That's human, H-U-E-M-A-N expressions.org.
0: Yeah, I was not the best person at getting other right. people jobs, but I was amazing at teaching them the skills that they need um, to get the jobs or to keep the jobs. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. well, and, and that's <laughs> for sure. And, and I'm impressed with our employment um, uh, uh, counsellors just with uh, – yeah, with the gigs they can get, um, you know, and so there, there is that other set of, there is that sort of, I don't know, it's almost like sales or. It uh, is like you know, sales. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of skill that's separate from the, that you don't get in behavior analysis by any means. No, yeah. Uh, and uh yeah, because some of these folks, you know, you're right, it's it, not only can they score the really cool job, but then they can teach them how to keep the really cool job. So yeah. Yeah. Really neat. Really neat. W- what. Just, just a couple of terms you mentioned um uh, because I think it I think it it plays a role as we as we kind of talk a little more about the curriculum and, and what it and what it can lead to um, um you said that it, it could lead to sort of sort of customized employment so what sort of just a little bit I mean I, I know there's there, there's there, there's whole books on this stuff but sort of what's what's the difference between customized employment and just well just regular old employment? And then I think we've also heard of like supportive employment. I don't know if that's the same thing.
0: Yeah. So I think customized employment is more so like, what are your particular strengths and Mm -hmm. uh, what are your interests? And can we possibly look to carving out a position that's going to really fit well with what, um, what your capabilities are, what you're interested in, like what you're what you mm-hmm. really excel at, um, versus just like, okay, let's get you this job at um Walmart because mm-hmm. like there's a position that just became available.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and like because of your um disability, like these are things that um you would be like more challenging, and you would be you mm. would need more like job coaching or mm-hmm. support to excel at. Mm. Um, so instead of doing like all of the um, all of the tasks outlined within your job description, right. like can we like customize something that um, you are going to just be able to really succeed at? Um, and you're going to require less, um, less coaching to be Mm. really successful at, because it's based on, um, based on what you're really good at and what you really like to do.
1: Right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And I guess, um, that's where the sort of, that's where the sales skills come in, because now you've got to convince an employer that they should create this job for this person because it doesn't already exist. Yes. Right, right. So this might <laughs> this might be like, um, so I so from I guess from what I understand the, the you know and, and I, I want I'm going to be bringing on an employment uh, 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 what what is the job title <laughs> is an employment counselor special, it specialist employment specialist a specialist I think? yeah specialist. <laughs> I'm going to be bringing on an employment specialist to kind of go through all this in a lot more detail. Uh, and 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 i'm sure this example is 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 a very butchered rough one but it, it might be like um sort of let's take the walmart example um where um you know they don't have someone to i don't know um or they they pay somebody you know that 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 gets paid like say 20 bucks an hour to do you know stocking and and rotating and and all these different things um as as that role but the actual maybe rotation part uh uh, takes a lot out of their day and if they didn't have to do the rotating part they could get a lot more work done and so we find Billy who just loves you know lining things up on shelves and making them all look perfect you know he's the rotator as it were uh let's give let's make a job for Billy called stock rotator which will be a benefit for Billy and a benefit for the company. That's, that's kind of what I used yes. to understand it as. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and folks that are kind of, you know, again, we'll, we'll talk more about it, but there, there's definitely just looking up, look up customized employment. And there's uh, and, and it, it kind of goes all the way back to um, um, old school behavior analyst, Mark Gold uh in the seven in the 70s uh with his try another way program i highly recommend looking for that on youtube that guy will blow your mind um um um, and there's still i think a mark gold company that to this day that does a lot of customized employment work so so now so you kind of help you kind of work the cbi to um to create this curriculum is that what happened?
0: Yeah, uh, so I, it it was kind of in, um, it started, I started creating it uh, at the same time that I was moving to, back to Ontario. Mm. Uh, So um, I kind of started with the initial development and like framework for it. Mm. And then I have I feel like I've never really left CBI because hmm. I've always been involved in like just in some project to some capacity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in recently, in um, in the last couple of years, we have been looking to revise and update uh, the self determination self advocacy hmm. curriculum okay. um, that CBI has produced. So um, the I think there was three versions of right. um, the curriculum and so it, we have now um, re-labeled it as mm-hmm. the life curriculum mm-hmm. with the end goal of uh, being able to um, lead or come up with your own self-directed life plan mm-hmm. um, and one of the things that we wanted to do uh, like I think that there's going to be different versions, but we started with the school based version.
2: Mm,
0: mm. Um, so, a few like changes that we wanted to make in with the like exist what is what was the existing curriculum mm. uh, was we wanted to link it more closely uh, to the BC curriculum core competencies. So, um, these are like sets of intellectual, personal, and social emotional proficiencies that um, In BC, like they want students to learn and to develop over time and have opportunities to Mm. practice and um, like acquire these skills. Um, So like self-advocacy is actually listed as Mm. one of these um, core competencies. And um, there's like lots of different ties. So like communicating, um, understanding your rights and being able to advocate for them. so we wanted to link it to these core competencies. So um, it was more in line with the BC curriculum. Uh, another thing that was really important to me as a behavior analyst is I wanted to embed more ABA into the teaching of the concepts. So hmm. um, I really wanted to embed more behavioral skills training, um, awesome. more prompting, prompt fading, uh, systems for self-monitoring, self-evaluation, um, and then programming for generalization.
1: Nice.
0: Um, and then we also wanted to add an assessment component, um, so that our teachers, I think, could have a way to report on learning, mm. um, but also so that like, and this is like my behavior analyst and like data,
2: mm.
0: like, my compulsion to collect data on everything, mm-hmm. um, is like, how do we, how do we assess that they're, that through our teaching, they're actually learning anything? Yes, so, yeah, so that was um like currently what um the this revision it has focused on um and now we have the new life self-determination self-advocacy curriculum that's awesome.
1: available so how how is it delivered is 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 like like who's who's like are, are CBI people going into schools how, like how does this work?
0: So um, not that I know, this is how the curriculum used to work, where, like, I think that it's how it started was uh, people from CBI would go in um, to schools or would have Mm. um, different uh, groups and they would work on going through the curriculum. Mm. Um, So almost like a... um, Oh, what's it called? Like they I think they did a lot of like train the trainer. Right, like pyramid um,
1: training, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And um now it's go- it's available online um through the learning management system mm. at CBI. Mm. So um there's there's two different components. Mm. So there's one um that outlines it's like kind of like your facilitator's guide and it outlines mm like in detail, all of your lesson plans Mm. um, and like um, what's the main content that you're going to be covering, how you're going to assess it. Um, Like it gives you a little introduction that you can like a script that you can essentially follow um, when you're sharing the this information with your class. Um, But also there's a um, I think it's still meant for teachers, but it's um, it's like a learn it's a it's essentially a, a prepared lesson mm. where um, st- teachers can put turn on their smart board, connect right. their computer and like go through the lesson Um, there's like nice visuals there's examples like everything is already prepared right um in the lessons that i've worked on and like in my experience working with teachers and in schools as well like teachers have such limited time to be able to go out there and like research what's available like find something like individualize it to their class So um, I wanted to make this a lot easier for them and have um, resources that they can just download. Like, so here in this lesson today, we're learning about self-advocacy. There's going to be four activities um, and like the... The slideshow will bring you through the first activity Hmm. um and uh let's say the second activity we're going to play a game let's download these are like to prepare ahead of time you download this content you cut out these like game cards and this is how you like here's your instructions on how you play the game we're going to be learning about um rights and Hmm. so um the game cards are Like things that I've gone through, like the um, like the education rights or the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, Mm -hmm. or um, like rights of a child, Um, and so I've gone through like all of the rights in the lesson. I Summarize these are um, these are your rights as a student as a human being Um, and now and we will do some activities on your knowledge of rights and then let's play this game to see if you can answer these questions. Is this a right or is this not a right. So activities are downloadable um, or they're just um, available like on the screen as you're going working through the lessons with your students. And the students also have access to um, uh, a workbook that they can go through, fill out um, their answers, um, make notes of their goals, um, make notes of their action plan, how they're like wow. hoping to achieve those goals. Um, So it's, it's meant to minimize work for teachers um, and to like maximize these skills in, in students.
1: Cool. So it sounds like it's really, it's got got everything included. So you've got your, you walk into the classroom, turn on your smart board, you've got your sort of LMS system that pops up with the, the lesson, but then it's got materials like if there's hands-on stuff but then it's also got the guide so the teacher knows what to say as as sort of as the lms or videos or whatever are going along and and so it's really kind of um you know open the book and start teaching and if you're if you're if you're a teacher this this should be straightforward for you because it kind of fits into sort of how you teach all your other lessons yes yeah right on and how uh, you know, and I and and I understand you're 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 the distance person, the, the researcher, and maybe not involved with all of the, the uh, the selling side of things. But um, um, do you know, like, is this something that folks are going to buy, like the whole thing, or is it like, is it can be used in parts? Like, how big is it? Like, how's that all work? Any idea? Uh, I
0: I don't. <laughs> I think you have to buy it as a whole. Of right. Course. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. So you, you couldn't just you, buy
1: like a self-advocacy module and learn because like, it all builds on each other, I guess. It all,
0: yeah. It all builds on each other. Right, gotcha. um, and it, it follows. So kind of the theory and um, like the science behind it is um, that like when it comes to self-determination, self-determination is. Um, comprised of like four main areas. So you have your autonomy, you have your um, self-management, self-regulation. So this is like your ability to Mm. set a goal, achieve a goal, self-monitor. You have your psychological empowerment. Um, So like you're in control of um, like the goals that you're setting. You feel that you're like confident in being able to achieve those goals um and you have your um self realization so mm. your like self awareness your knowledge of self mm. you know what your strengths are your interests are your um your needs um how your disability impacts you and then um you have also like the self um advocacy um components of mm. instruction so you have to understand um what your rights are you have to have some communication skills um so you have to be able to make a choice you have Mm. to then there's like lots of different you don't need to be verbal to make a choice um but you have to be able to make a choice um you within this is also um like being assertive and like having um negotiation skills, active listening skills, um, compromising, being able to compromise. Um, So you have your, just got to say it in my head again, Mm -hmm. or I'll say it out loud again. So you have your for self advocacy, your knowledge of your rights, your knowledge of self, your communication skills, and also leadership skills. Mm. So like, either being in charge of like your own life or like taking on some other kind of leadership role where you want to advocate on behalf of like another person or group of people or cause. Mm. Um, so, and then we also like incorporated some elements of social, emotional learning, um, mm. into there as well. Um, so like being able to manage your own emotions, um, like being aware of your own emotions, being able to manage your own emotions, um, in stressful situations, or when you're experiencing a negative emotion, um, like relationship skills, uh, social skills, um, like having a social awareness. Uh, so like all three of those um, areas, like self-determination and like the the core, like um, characteristics of what a self-determination person is. And then, um, self-advocacy and all the things that we need to teach in terms of self-advocacy and then like social emotional learning and what mm. are the things there's like considerable overlap between social emotional learning and um, self-determination instruction and like what are the things that we're teaching so um, we embed all of that into this new curriculum mm. um, so like starting with like module one, which is more about um, self-awareness, or might be module two that's more about self-awareness and knowledge of self. Um, you're building, like you you're building your blocks to be able to become more, more self-determined, and mm-hmm. you're practicing different skills. So, mm-hmm. like once you get to module four, um, which is about self-advocacy you already know what your strengths are you already know um, what your needs are you already know how you learn and um, you're learning now about like how do I go and advocate for um, what I need to be successful in these situations Hmm. Um, and then the last step um, in module five we come up with the self-determined or self-directed life plan for each of the individuals and they um they set goals and then there's a way that uh teachers are specifically supporting them uh, in real life situations mm. to set a small goal to achieve that small, small goal mm. to monitor how they're doing um, and to evaluate do they need to change their plan or is it going well do they continue with their plan so there's um, like a coaching element um, to this, which is based on the self-determined learning model of instruction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it you need the whole thing. You can't okay. just buy,
1: you can't buy, can't a little buy the bit. middle part. Gotcha. Um uh, <laughs> no. and, and how how long does it take to go through it all? Is it like a semester, a year, a couple of years?
0: You can technically get through all of the content within a semester Mm. Uh, but I think that like ideally it's something that you you work on like you can do it over the course of a semester for sure Mm. but I think like over the course of a year um, you're going to be able to get even more practice uh, with the like in real life situations where they're going out and they're practicing Um, self-advocating or they're practicing uh, setting a goal or they're practicing
2: problem solving
1: right like how many lessons are there approximately yeah yeah.
2: approximately I would say
1: 50 ish 50 ish so maybe you 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 might build a you know one or two a week sort of thing and uh, Cause I, I'm trying to imagine sort of kids sitting through this every day or um, is that what, how, how that would work? Or, I mean, I guess how, how long would a lesson take? I mean, yeah. they're all going to be different, but
0: yeah. Um, it's, we, we try to make it for one period. Mm-hmm. So like around 70 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, although some of my lessons are definitely not going to fit into one period mm-hmm. and they would be like more so like you work on them over like two or three
2: periods mm, gotcha. um
0: yeah
1: is there like homework or or things to sort of or at least things you're going to practice I guess sort of outside of curriculum yes. day
0: yes so um with a lot of the lessons that I developed there will be um, the instruction piece, and then there will be an activity that the individual has to do. Mm. Um, so, for example, um, there's a, a lesson where each of the students creates a self-advocacy card mm. um, that outlines what uh, what their strengths are, what their needs are, what their accommodations are. Mm. And so, the um, there's like two homework assignments. One is to set up a meeting with Mm. the teacher Um, and the other one is to um, go and meet with the teacher and review your self-advocacy card Um, and at the end of that there's an evaluation that the teacher and the um, student would do together Mm. to um as kind of an an, uh an evaluation on how they did Mm. in when it came to real life Uh, practice of these self-advocacy skills Uh, did they speak slowly did they speak clearly Um, what did they were they on time for the meeting Mm. so um, all of the things that we talk about in the lessons uh, they are working on the evaluation with the teacher and themselves to see like okay what did I do really well what did I not do so well what do I need practice on here
1: Mm. how
0: can I do better next time
1: gotcha gotcha and then so for folks are listening so in bc high school starts in grade eight goes to 12 um is it eight or nine wait eight, eight yeah eight. okay yeah, yeah. eight. it goes to 12 um it was like 10 for me uh, um and um and so is this something you could you could do in grade eight or id or is that the ideal yeah or?
0: Definitely. You can do this in grade eight. Um, you can do this in grade seven, uh, grade six, mm. <laughs> you can, you can do it younger for sure. Um, but like, at, at my opinion is just as an absolute, like latest point in life that you're going to be starting. This is at grade eight.
1: Right. Okay. And is, and is sort of the intention then you just do it in grade eight and that's it, or would you do it again?
0: No, do it in grade eight, and then you're continually practicing these uh, these same skills. Um, and so the idea is you you come in as kind of an emergent, like em- your self-determination and self-advocacy skills are just emerging in, mm. let's say, grade eight. Yeah. By the time you leave high school, um, we want the students to be really confident in Mm. their self-determination and their self-advocacy skills.
1: So these, so these are then, it's like simply these are things that could be repeated. So folks could do these modules repeatedly and keep practicing them over and over again. And I suppose if they were, they, they might not have to do maybe the first one every time they could do, they could, they could probably then start to mix and match after they've gone through it all once.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: I think, I think that's, I mean, I think that's one appealing piece of all this is that, you know, you're, you've essentially planned their year for them, you know, <laughs> uh, because it's tough, but because, because what sort of settings do you sort of imagine this to be in? Like, if you're in sort of a school setting, is this like, uh, you know, is this, you know, homeroom? Is this like a special ed class? Like what, what would sort of be the typical sort of settings that you might see this get used
0: yeah so i think uh one of the ideas was as kind of a supplement to like the careers and planning curriculum mm. um, because mm. it's it's so in line uh with one another yes. so it could be something done um it, there or um in like uh, special education classrooms um or learning strategies classrooms um, so, like sometimes there's classrooms for students uh, who have disabilities, where like they um, they're in a classroom together for one period. They learn social skills, or they learn um, study skills. They learn mm. um, I don't know
2: <laughs>
0: different skills like yeah. that, and they're not getting credit for right, right. these classes. Um, so, in classes like that. Um, and in these, like, non-credit-bearing classes, I yes. think one of the things is programming tends to be a bit loose. Um, mm. So um, yes, we wanted to provide something that was going to be, like, pretty easy for teachers to follow and to implement. Um, it's research-based. It's linked to the VC curriculum, mm. um, which is also linked to other, like, uh curriculums across Canada that of I course. reviewed, not just right. BC, um, but because CBI is in BC, like we started, we started there. Mm. Um and
2: yeah. Um yeah, because I, I mean
1: I know I, I used to work in uh in uh and I'm 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 worse with these terms um and that but, but you will be because you haven't been in BC you, you haven't been in BC for a while. I'm in BC and I can't remember what these are called, but I worked in one of these sort of classrooms where essentially it was blocks where there was no other options for these kids. These weren't, they weren't, you know, at a level where they're, you know, they didn't have a, for whatever reason, they weren't in regular classrooms. And, you know, and there wasn't a blocks per se in this high school where they could go. So they went to this room um, and they called it the, it was, it was similar. It was like life. They had a, like it was an acronym class? Um, it was, let's call it the life class. Uh, the life and, skills class. Yeah, I was exactly. It was like yeah. a, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. And so, and 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 it seemed to be. I mean, it definitely was planned. I mean, I'm, I'm not sort of saying these guys were just all working on the fly, but, um, but I think it was. They were struggling for time. They were so busy. Like the, these teachers. Like uh, you know they. The caseloads that they carry for for sort of IEPs and whatnot that they don't have enough time to sort of develop materials and presentations and as often you know that morning you know creating one or looking looking a video up on YouTube or whatever and trying to sort of meet some sort of you know I think competency like you're talking about and so I could totally see in, in in those kinds of rooms this this kind of thing just being absolutely perfect for them you know it's all right there boom go.
0: Yeah well when I I've been in the education system now since 2014 and mm. um, that is one and like mainly in Ontario I'm supporting in special education classrooms um, like some school boards still have segregated classrooms here mm. Um those tend to be the classrooms that I'm going into mm. um, and the the lack of time that these teachers have is like quite astounding like yeah. they are so busy they yeah. have um, so many different skills that they're trying to like teach uh, within yeah. the school year and there's nothing available for them that they can just yeah. like oh here it's not like oh here's the grade nine math curriculum mm-hmm. uh, they don't have like oh here's the grade 10 life skills curriculum here's mm-hmm. the grade Um, 11 self-determination curriculum like that doesn't Mm. exist so um that was what like i had i think for me and um for um the the people or like the person who has been supporting like with the develop with the re
2: uh revamp the revision of
0: this curriculum uh we've really been working on like we we really want to make this as easy as possible for the educators and as meaningful as possible for the students receiving this information
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this learning uh, you kind of a good segue for my my one more question i had was about um you mentioned sort of that there's there's you know kind of competencies in different provinces you work in ontario so would would this curriculum work in Ontario? Yes, definitely. Hmm. Yeah, and yeah. probably would work with most. That's probably core like I mean, the, the, there's probably some differences, but do you think, um, or does it vary a lot? Like, well, what? So sort of, maybe tell me a little bit about that. What? What are the, how are they? How are the? I mean, obviously, you don't know what all the core competencies are everywhere, but are, are there some big differences? Or
0: I think that the thing it comes down to is really hmm. like, what are the the rights of individuals with disabilities when it mm. comes to the education system.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, mm.
0: and that, mm. I think, is pretty much consistent across provinces, although, mm. like every province has their own education act. Mm. Um, that, like, in terms of uh, i I really haven't reviewed every single provinces yeah. um, like, uh, like, they will have their, like, academic curricula mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they have, but then also, like, within that, there's ways of, like, promoting mental health, like, and this can be mm. at a school board level as mm. well, Um, like, how do we promote mental health for, or, or like, good mental health for uh, at-risk students, or, yeah. like, marginalized populations, and, like, s- self-determination and self-advocacy instruction is, like another way to like really target at risk and marginalized youth by like giving them these skills to have a voice and to be heard and to understand what their rights are. Um, So I think like it doesn't really matter specifically that Mm -hmm. like in BC under like the core competencies personal and social profile number four it states, mm. like that they will know their rights i don't know if i'm saying the right one but like gotcha. know their yeah, rights yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, advocate yeah, yeah. um it doesn't like another province doesn't have that it doesn't really matter because like somewhere within i think every right. um school board's like um mission there is a like a Everyone is working towards inclusion, and yes. that every student belongs and matters and has to have a voice right. and be heard. Um, so I think it will fit no matter what province you are in, or territory, or uh, maybe even state. So
1: for sure, per, state. Pres- why pres- not state? <laughs> presuming presuming your school district values human rights, the, yes. this curriculum will work for you yes yes
0: and and values uh setting our students up for success once they leave high school yeah um so like there was uh a study on um what are characteristics of a successful adult so mm-hmm. um and i i can't remember who did the study sure. off the top of my head we'll but find anyways, later. Like, yeah. yeah so like what looking across like really successful adults what are the characteristics and um so there were six big themes that came up one is like having um personal responsibility um so like I think having some level of the executive functioning skills um the other thing was having self-determination Uh, skills another Mm -hmm. was Mm. self-advocacy skills nice social confidence vocational confidence and um, post-secondary education was also listed but like two of the six things being self-determination and self-advocacy skills um like why wouldn't you target in the education system explicitly
2: yeah
0: especially Mm. like we know that students uh with intellectual disabilities Aren't going to necessarily pick this up incidentally, so they they really need that explicit instruction to be mm. successful.
1: Mm. So teachers, BCBA's out there working at schools, anywhere you are, this curriculum could be could be right for you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right on. Uh, well, Brooke, uh, sounds pretty awesome. Uh, uh, I know it's coming out shortly. Uh, the release date is just being finalized um um thanks for all this work it sounds it sounds like it's going to be a a game changer i think for for hopefully a a lot of kids in the future
2: yeah i really hope so
1: yeah thanks for coming on the podcast
2: well thank you for having me